Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. We're back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. We're off to a flying start. Welcome to No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We are presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. And to my left, or to my right, excuse me, is a man who is uh, all about those lucky charms today, Dustin Henry. Dustin. How are we doing today? <laughs> They're always after me, Lucky Charms. Why does everyone always <laughs> laugh when I say that? Why does everyone always laugh when I say that? Oh, man. It's a television commercial. Um, happy to be joining you on this St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little lower key than some of my past St. Patrick's Day, but I think I'm, I'm, think I'm glad for that. Yeah. It's a young it's a young man's game and a young person's game to go out to the bars and have the green beer and do all that thing. Oh, uh, you know, but I'm, I might. On, uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't want food coloring in my beer, but um, I, do, I do have a Guinness. I do have a Guinness right by my side here. As so, do I. So, actually, I'm, I'm actually drinking a Guinness Zero, ooh. which is the non-alcoholic. So I'm going to give it a try. In my in my in my Guinness glass because it's only a couple times a year where I break these out and yeah. this is a special occasion. So, cheers to you, my friend. Cheers to you. Cheers to everyone out there watching and listening. Here's my Guinness glass as well. We go by themes here on No Credentials Required. This tastes like the real thing. Oh wow! It wow. tastes like the real thing. I guess I should have picked it up. I saw it at Price Chopper today when I was I went out on my lunch. I was like, "Oh, I should get a Guinness for the show." And I like the the pickings were slim there, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I got I got this last night on the way home from the gym. I figured, "All right, I'll give this a, I'll give this shot and well worth the uh $9 and change I paid for it." So, I'm I'm a happy customer. So, I 
This gets the no credentials required seal of endorsement. I, oh, I there we a, go. I need there to get a seal. I need to get a seal of endorsement. Like an actual yeah, we seal. should get an, an official clapping seal. seals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then uh, you know this is our this is our segment. No credentials required. Unofficial beer reviews. We're we're covering it all here earlier on our return episode. We are. We are. And Dustin, it's been about a month since we live streamed. What did did you do anything special while we were uh, while we were away? Not really. I just took the time to uh, recharge batteries. I did. I did come up with a few ideas, which we which we met about. You had yep. you had a lot of ideas. Safe to say, we have a lot of exciting things in store for you. But mostly, mostly, I just took the time off. Took the time off, much like like you did. Didn't really do anything spectacular with it, but it was nice to recharge the batteries. And I'm happy to be back. What about you? Uh, nothing terribly exciting. Well, I guess you could say nothing terribly exciting on my end, but, uh, I mean, I, some family things that went on one, one, uh, pretty happy one, a little bit sad. I'll talk about that a little bit later in the show, but, uh, but it happened this week. So, <clears throat> so, you know, I mean, other than that, just usual rigmarole. And we've already got a comment from Wonka the Sane. Welcome back, Wonka the Sane. Appreciate you chiming in. Ah, so seven yeah. sevens here for the holidays. Canadian whiskey and seven up. Very uh, Irish. Oh, extremely. Of course. So before we get down to, to talk for today, we're going to just make sure you know about our social media channels right down below. If you're watching Twitter, Instagram, and yes, even TikTok, we haven't really uploaded that much lately there, but that's at NoCredsREQ, Facebook.com forward slash no creds req and on youtube it's youtube.com at no creds req and if you're watching on either facebook or on youtube we would like you to smash that like button smash responsibly though. <laughs> there's no coins though there's no coins in that in uh, when you smash that but like button maybe someday yeah, this is, this is not you know what uh, um, some genius coders at YouTube should have made the like button a Super Mario uh, coin bank. And then when you clicked it, a bunch of coins would come out. That'd be pretty that'd be pretty sweet. That would be pretty sweet. Or, <laughs> or rings like in Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, yeah. Sega does what Nintendo don't. Not in my book, sir. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was a Nintendo kid through and through. That's okay. That's okay. No, it, hey, everybody's got their. Uh, everybody has their flaws. Uh, <laughs> on the podcast side, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, wherever you podcast. Our home base is Megaphone, but you can find us there. And also rate and review. We may even read your review on the air. And Dustin, of course, we gotta play oh, that here. It is harp sound. We gotta play that magical harp sound, man. We, I've I've missed this. I've missed this sound so much. Me too. Me Engage too. with the show, folks. That's right, folks. We want to hear your comments during the show, and we've already got another comment. Snowman Multimedia, Snowman Brian Snow chiming in and says, Hey, 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 Snowman. Oh, happy you're here, Snowman. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm wearing my green today, Dustin. I, I'm wearing my New Jersey Devils uh, uh, custom uh, Irish themed jersey, my St. Patrick's Day themed jersey. Uh, from a really good friend of mine uh, a few years back. He's currently in Guam with his wife and his child. He's serving in the Navy. So it's Steve. Ah, cool. Thanks for uh, serving and being my yeah. bud. But Yeah, thank you for your service, sir. 
I don't see you wearing green there, pal. No, no, I failed. <laughs> I absolutely failed. But you know what? I'm mostly Scottish anyway, so. That's you know. okay. Like I said, everybody has their flaws. So <laughs> maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll paint my face blue and we'll do like a, a Braveheart watch party, you know, on some on some day. You have to get the horse and the kilt too. You have to wear yeah. that stuff. Uh, I don't know if I can rock the kilt. We might get some some band. Uh, our first band show on No Credentials. True Why? story. True story, though. I bought a kilt at Irish Fest uh, way back in the day and I never wore it. I, it was a size. It was a, it was a big size. It was a, it was a size. It was a, it was a big size. Yeah, yeah. So it was a bigger size kilt back then it would fit me. I tried it on the other day just for kicks and giggles. Cause I never tried it on and it fell off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you officially graduated from the, kilt. I, I officially graduated from a size 50. I actually, yeah. <laughs> I, another true story. I, while we were um, on a sabbatical, uh, I I had to buy new jeans because when I was at church, I was running around doing stuff for my church with the with the AV club, and my pants kept falling down. And I'm like pulling back up, like they kept falling down, pulling back up. I'm like praying to Jesus. I'm like, please, dear Jesus, don't let me my pants fall down in the middle of church while I'm running around doing <laughs> stuff. And I discovered I lost two, not one, but two pant sizes. Oh, there you go! Congratulations. Yeah. So I'm on this. I've been. I've been on this. I don't know. For most of you, maybe some of you don't know. I've been on this weight loss journey for the last year or so, and um, yeah, it's it's working out. I go my. I go see my doctor tomorrow, and I've got some other journeys I'm going on my uh, as well too. So we'll, maybe we'll maybe another episode we'll we'll get into that a little bit more. But yeah. for now, for now, we got lots of sports to talk about, Dustin, and one of those sports happens to be. The National Football League, which we primarily covered this fall during the NFL season. We had the the last time we were on, we talked about the Super Bowl. We reviewed the yeah. Super Bowl. But free agency started this week. Legal tampering period started on Monday. We heard contract details, trades, signings became official today. Mm-hmm. So, Dustin, I want to know, who are your winners and losers so far in free agency? Well, uh, so far, let me uh, let me say that my winner is not going to be necessarily for the moves that they've made and the signings that they've made in free agency, but it's more based off of one trade, and that team is the Chicago Bears and the draft capital that they got for trading that first overall pick to the Carolina Panthers. Um, and I also, I mean, as part of that trade, they got DJ Moore which now gives Justin Fields yet another uh, receiving target. And I think a more, no offense to uh, Mooney, but a more established number one wide receiver. And and kind of Mooney clearly has talent, um, but having DJ Moore on that team is going to help open up that offense. I also do, don't don't discount Aaron Rodgers' former target, Robert Tanyan. I think he's going to be he's going to be somebody that can catch balls when they get in close. And they also signed Dante Foreman to uh, uh, to a deal as well. Dante Foreman, we saw what he did when he was given the opportunity to split carries with uh, Chuba Hubbard, I believe, in Carolina last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I like what the Bears are doing. None of their free agency signings did I look at them and go, wow, 
But the haul of picks that they received for trading that first overall pick along with DJ Moore, you can't argue with what they're trying to do, in my opinion. I think they're the big winners so far. What about yeah. you? Well, for me, uh, for me, the big, win- the biggest winner so far, are the New York Giants. Uh, okay. I, I, I'm, I'm typically don't give. I mean, actually, this season I did get a lot of praise to the Big Brother, uh, Big Brother New York Giants. But as, as all, yeah, yeah, you were very, especially of their defense. You were very yes. complimentary of their defense. Yes, and they, not only they have they. Uh, have they added a, a piece or two, but they've also retained a piece or two uh, there. But I think the biggest, tr- I think the biggest thing for them was that they trade that they traded for Darren Waller, which you see, you see oh. yourself. What in the world are the Raiders on the flip side? It's what in the world are the Raiders doing? Yeah. You've already released Derek Carr. Yeah. You've already. And you, and you've gone ahead you franchise tag Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Now you're trading away arguably your best receiver after Devontae Adams. Yeah. But you got you add to the New York Giants. Cause uh Ingram went to I believe Engram went to no Ingram. Um can't remember who, but uh one of their tight ends, they lost one of their tight ends, but they decided to pick him up for a third round pick, which is a steal in my eyes. It's a yeah. absolute absolute positive steal. Oh yeah. I mean when Waller is healthy. He is inarguably one of the best tight ends in this league. Um, And I mean, honestly, we all know that it's like Travis Kelsey and then everybody else, right? But Waller Waller is probably – Waller, I'd say, is top three in the league. Easy. Yeah. When he's healthy – yeah, absolutely. When he's healthy, he's top three in the league. But not only did they trade for Darren Waller, they signed Bobby Okereke from – the Colts to add to defensive depth. They retain Jihad Ward. They uh, retain Darius Slayton. They bring in Paris Campbell to add some wide receiver depth. And uh, they also, uh, yeah. So they, I think the Giants are winning so far in free agent. I, I believe they're winning free agency so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could say a couple things about my Jets, but I'll say that for another, I'll say that for, for Victory Monday. I'll bring in my buddy Dan. We'll talk about the Jets and what they're doing. But I think the Giants are, are they're adding some offensive pieces. They're keeping some defensive pieces and adding additional depth, uh, add, adding in depth. I think they're going to be – they want to stay a contender for that NFC East crown. It's a tough division with mm-hmm. Philadelphia. And I wouldn't say a rebuilding, but retooling Dallas team. Yeah. yeah. And Washington, which is – who are – they're not as bad as people think. I think yeah. you need to add a couple pieces, most notably quarterback. Yes. Um, they did They did sign Jacoby Brissett, which I do not think did. is a bad signing for it's them. Not, it's not a terrible signing. No, yeah. not at all. Yeah, but they, I would agree with you. They still need like an A number one quarterback. Brissett has shown that he can he can carry a team and get you through like a good five game stretch. If your starter's injured, he's got a chance to win three or four of those five games. But he he I mean he could be sneaky. You put the right pieces around him. I think he's going to be sneaky good. But I think they still need a quarterback. Uh, yeah, they they drafted Sam Howell, who again I don't trust because he doesn't eat steak; he only eats chicken. But, <laughs> but they're they're going to build around him, and I think also bring in Eric Bieniemy as your mm-hmm. offensive coordinator and supposed coach in waiting. 
Yeah, I, th- I think he is the associate head coach. That right? Yes. That's why he's, a, he's offensive coordinator and associate head coach. Yeah. So that that's why he left because yeah. he, he views it as a head coaching opportunity. Also, you know, you want to get a little tinfoil hat, which sometimes I do on this show. If he turns around the Washington Commanders offense, which has been much maligned the past few seasons, with the mm-hmm. exceptions of, you know, the sparks provi- occasionally provided by uh, Heineke. Um, if he turns around that offense – even if they say, all right, Eric, uh, Ron's going to stay a couple more years. We're sorry. We thought you were going to be the, the head coach in waiting, but you're going to have to take a step back for a little bit longer. If he turns that, uh, that Washington offense into anything, he can use that as a huge resume card because he's, he's out from under Andy Reid's shadow, mm-hmm. and he also mm-hmm. doesn't have Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. And he doesn't have Travis Kelsey. So people say, well, you're running Reed's offense in KC anyway. You got Patrick Mahomes. You got Travis Kelsey. What, you know, what have you actually done? If he turns around this commander's offense, he can say, this is what I can do. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm I'm intrigued to see what he's going to do with that offense come, come September. Uh, but we're going to talk about losers in free agency so far. And my biggest loser so far is the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm a little bit disappointed. And I mean, considering the way that they broke the bank last year to bring in Christian Kirk, yeah. uh, Sheriff from Washington uh, to put in as their left tackle, Brandon Sheriff, uh, Sheriff. Um, um, they lost one of their best offensive linemen too that he signed with. I believe it was the chiefs. Um, can't remember his name off the top of my head, but uh, but they lost one of their better offensive linemen, mm-hmm. and I think that's going to hurt them in the long run. But they could have a plan uh, in the draft. I mean, this is, this is a Jaguars yeah. team that's on the up and up. Uh, I could see I, I I made that wild I wouldn't say wild prediction that they would win the AFC East uh, AFC South. Excuse me. I think pretty much everyone like Jared, like our buddy Jared from Corner Booth mentioning anybody could have predicted that. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> but. In a sense, that this is a team that's on the up and up. Doug Peterson is a quarterback whisperer. He's a very good head coach. He's 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 won a Super Bowl, mm. uh, so it'll be interesting to see if they if he can bring them to the promised land. But I think they add, need to add a couple more pieces. I'm just kind of disapp- disappointed they couldn't retain one of their best offensive linemen. Uh, what about you, Dustin? Who's for you? Who's the biggest loser in NFL free agency so far? For me, it's the Raiders. For me, it's the Raiders, and and you have to, you know that they're in full full rebuild mode. Like you look, you look at a team like the Bucks that signed Baker Mayfield. You know what they're trying to do. They're trying to get a stopgap. They're trying to retool, rebuild their team. Their team was older. Once Tom Brady retired officially, you knew that they were going to just blow it up and try to start over. Um, but it seems like J- Jason Licht, I believe that's he's the GM down there. He at mm-hmm. least has a plan. You look at the Las Vegas Raiders, and I don't know what they're trying to do. They get rid of Derek Carr, which I understand. But then who do they go out and get? They get Jimmy Garoppolo, which he's going to oh, be man. there. He's going to be there for, I mean, I would say one or two years max. And obviously they're t- they've got to be targeting somebody in the draft. But as you – as you say, you, 
whoever the young quarterback is that they're bringing in, they're, they're not putting building blocks around them. They're getting rid of Waller. And I can't, I can't imagine Dar- um, uh, Devontae Adams leaves a steady situation in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback to get paid a lot of money honestly, and also play with Derek Carr. Well, now Derek Carr is not there anymore. And do you think Jimmy G inspires? No offense to Jimmy GQ, but does he inspire the confidence in uh, Devontae Adams? You have to wonder, and you have to wonder if they're going to try to trade Devontae Adams at some point or if he's going to say that he wants out. I just look at this team and I look at what they're some of their signings, and I just don't understand what they're doing. To me, you know that they're in a rebuild, but it doesn't seem like they have a direction. No. Well, right now, according to the draft order, they are number seven. They pick seventh overall. So I kind of have to wonder if they're going to try to make a trade for one of those quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. One of those quarterbacks – I don't know who they'll trade like Houston and Chicago, Carolina and Houston appear to be one, two in terms of quarterbacks. One of the bold prediction, which is not really a bold prediction. Yeah. CJ Stroud and oh gosh, who's that kid from Alabama? I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Oh, let me, uh... I can't remember his name. Jalen, uh, wait, hold on, hold on. Jalen Milrow, Bryce Young. Oh, Bryce Young. Jesus. Bryce Young. Yeah, I don't know how the. Oh, because I was pulling up. Oh, this is it. Yeah, You're pulling up Jalen Hurts, weren't you? <laughs> no, no. But this this kid is apparently the high school the high school kid who's going to be battling for the uh, starting job. So I was. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, I was. Uh, I tried. That's okay. I That's tried a, in that, you know, me and Frank Wycheck, we struggled. We struggled <laughs> to pull that one up. <laughs> Sam, Sam Weish, may you rest yeah. in peace, my friend. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but I, I kind of have to wonder if the Raiders are going to try to move up in the draft so they could pick a quarterback. I mean, yeah. people are saying Will Levis. Or people are saying Also, people are saying from the base in the combine, Will Levis. Anthony Richardson could go high. Yes, Anthony Richardson has been getting a lot of buzz. Specifically, I've seen some people, uh, one of them I think was Field Yates of ESPN that thought, and th- and this was a while back and things changed, but he thought that uh, that uh, Seattle could be a potential land- landing spot for Anthony Davis. Um, I, I kind of have to wonder, or uh, I mean Anthony Richardson. Oh, Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Yeah. Not the brow. Not the brow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can, yeah. I can see the Raiders trying to tra- trading up with Indianapolis, swapping with Indianapolis based on what I, I don't know. I don't know what Indianapolis needs. Um, I mean, Matt Ryan's probably not going to be there anymore. No, I uh, wouldn't think so. I, I, but based on their core, the sketchy, sketchy quarterback history over the last couple seasons, they can't seem to land a quarterback after Andrew Luck, Andrew Andrew Luck retired. Yeah, he it's very, cursed it's them. Very diff- it's been a very difficult transition for uh, the Indianapolis Colts in terms of qu- quarterbacks. I can see, I can also see them standing pat and just saying, "Hey, we could we'll draft Anthony Richardson." I, yeah, I'd be curious to see what uh, the new head coach is uh, is uh, is going to do with that 
team. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah, and and this is the this is an interesting time of year because you can start with free agency with some of the moves. You can kind of telegraph what some of the teams may be thinking to do with their top overall picks. Um, obviously, Seattle. Like I, I just I follow them more because they're my team, but. Seattle signed Geno Smith to that three-year deal, which I don't think is I don't think is a terrible deal. I think that's probably about the right term. But they also re-signed Drew Locke today or last night to a one-year deal. So to me, I that indicates to me that they may not be looking at a quarterback with the top with their top pick that they received from Denver. Well, what are their biggest needs? I had to figure I mean Defense looks pretty good. Yeah, uh, and they I, made I they to, made. A move. I have to they imagine signed. running back because Rashad Penny's gone. Yes, Rashad Penny is gone right now, and even Travis Homer is gone. Um, I forgot so, Kenneth Walker. I forgot Kenneth Walker. But yes. I figured they would need some wide running back depth. They probably don't have to worry yes. about that until the next until their second or third round. Yeah, it's usually they, when running backs go, they need they need somebody because they they uh, yeah they let. A lot of Penny's gone, and um, like I said, Travis Homer is gone. So they need they need depth behind uh, Kenneth Walker. There are some some rumblings that they might try to bring Zeke to Seattle. I I, I was just about to say Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott in a, yeah. in a in a in a Seahawks <laughs> uniform is. Uh, uh, so I don't know about that. I mean, we've had we've had a lot of yeah, like see the Eddie Lacy trade. Remember that? I oh my I, goodness. I didn't forget, but I think most Seahawks fans are trying to. I think I think Seahawks fans have drowned their sorrows in enough cheeseburgers to remember yeah. that. Trade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you have to, you know, because I was thinking, oh, here we go. They're going to draft. They're going to draft their uh, heir apparent quarterback. You know, in this draft, but maybe not. I mean, maybe, maybe because the Drew Locke signing just says to me, okay, they got Gino, and if Drew agreed to come on, you know, and re-sign, then he's the backup. So, what what are we going to do here? So maybe maybe they're going to take a flyer on a QB in one of the later rounds and see what happens. Well, Wonka the Saint has has jumped in. He says Seattle needs front seven run stoppers, defensive tackle, maybe linebacker, end, yeah. maybe defensive end. Okay, they did not. Right. They did not get. Uh, they did not get to the quarterback as much as they have in previous years. But they did sign um, Julian Love. They signed the safety from the New York Giants. So I'm happy about that signing. And uh, they also did sign inside linebacker Devin Bush from the Steelers. From the Steelers. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know a ton about those two players, but I can tell you that I like the I like some of the moves that they're trying to make on on defense, especially with the uncertainty of of um, Jamal Adams. You know? Oh man! Yeah. <laughs> oh lord! Well, Wonko also says ghost the ghost of Al Davis haunting the Raiders. Yeah. He also goes yeah. on to say Orlando Brown Jr. shoring up the Bengals O line is a sneaky good move, though. I agree. Yes, that I is. agree. That's a that huge offensive move. line is going to be a monster next year. Yeah. It's gonna yeah. be excellent. I mean, it was I mean they, they got themselves together in the last, I think, 13 weeks, but Orlando Brown signing Orlando Brown signing with the Bengals makes them that line that much better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a massive maneuver. Uh, it, it, 
you protect Joe Burrow, you and you're doing a good job. You know the Bengals. The Bengals are close. I still say. I mean, they're very close, and they addressed one of their biggest needs. And that old line did shore itself up over the course of the season. So you add Orlando Brown to that, it's going to be. That's quite a maneuver. That's quite a maneuver. To quote, yes. uh, to quote Vince McMahon on announcing from back in the day, what a maneuver. <laughs> so we need to talk about a pair of quarterbacks that are kind of out there in the ether so to speak oh, Aaron Rodgers Lamar Jackson <clears throat> now let's talk about Aaron Rodgers first I actually watched the full interview well watch slash listen to the full interview that he had he, he's always he's on Pat McAfee's uh, channel on Wednesdays at one o'clock Eastern yeah uh, I didn't watch it at first but then I said all right I gotta go back and I gotta go back and listen to it <clears throat> so I did spent the full hour listening to uh, to that interview and there were nothing there was nothing really revealing about that interview but he did reveal that yes he wants to be he wants to be with the New York Jets next year and the holdup is the considerations. Now, what those considerations are, we don't really don't know at this point because we're there's been speculation as to what the Packers are asking for. There's some speculation as to what the Jets are willing to give in return. Mm-hmm. All I know is that we're going to have that my New York Jets are going to have Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback in 2023. So I have to ask you this: How do you feel? Now, obviously, obviously, you got to wait for the trade to go through so you can see what you gave up and what these. But, but let's let's take all of that out of it. Just the prospect of having Aaron Rodgers under center, which there have been rumors. There have been rumors that they are also targeting Randall Cobb. You know, some of his former targets. How do you feel? Well, they they did officially announce the signing of Alan Lazard today. So that's one piece of the puzzle. And the fact that Aaron Rodgers pumped his tires was uh, on McAfee was uh, tremendous. It's, it's, it's a, a, that's a really cool thing for him to do. He's like, yeah, he's an effing dog. Go get him. Like, go sign him. I can't, I can, I vouch full completely over his credentials. Now you might be saying, okay, why'd they pick up Lazard? Why'd they pay him that much? My, and this is what drives me crazy about social media sometimes. When I see fans and analysts of opposing teams going, oh, they overpaid, they overpaid Lazard, they did this, and that's like, do you not know how, contra- how contracts work? Yeah. Because we don't know the fu- we don't know the details because this was the tampering period. Today was the announcement of contracts. The signings were today. So when you see a figure of four years, 44 million, 22 guaranteed. We don't know what the de- full details are. Now, it could be that he has he has an out after two years, which is basically what the Jets are going to rent are going to try to rent. I would say rent have Aaron Rodgers there for. They want to have him there for two years, so it could hopefully bring a Super Bowl to us very very starved New York Jets fans, mm-hmm. who for some of us have never seen them go to a Super Bowl, much less. We having us having to watch the ghost of well, not the ghost, but having to watch footage of Joe Namath win the one and only Super Bowl in Super Bowl in franchise history. But I'll, and he also mentioned he also addressed the the 
supposed quote demand i'm putting them in air quotes demands that he says okay i want if, if you want me to join the team i want this guy this guy this guy and this guy yeah one of them being oh, one of them being al lazard which was fait accompli uh the jets primarily got him as a slot he's gonna be a, he's gonna be the new slot receiver and he's gonna be he's a great run blocker and that's what the Jets. That's what the Jets want in their wide receivers. It's this very similar system to what they have in San Francisco. Yeah, they want receivers who can run block. But also for him to say, "I want Randall Cobb, I want Mercedes Lewis, and I want uh, Odell Beckham Jr." It, it it they try the national media try to make him seem kind of diva ish. Like, okay, I want these guys, but we. But I'd rather hear it from. From his mouth, I'd rather hear what he has to say. That's why. That's why I watched the interview. That's why he got me to watch. Yeah, he didn't announce anything, whether a trade had, had gone through. But I want to hear what his side of it is, how what his side of the whole, I guess, you could say, amicable, amicable split. Yeah, between him, between him and the Green Bay Packers, and for him to and also for him to come out to say I'm one of the top players in Green Bay Packers history, I believe it. Guys won four MVPs. A guy won a Super Bowl. Guy's been to a bunch of NFC championships. Yeah. There's no there's no argument that he's one of the best Green Bay Packers in, in team history. So in, in regards to, and I'm coming back to your question, I'm gonna I was, I was gonna answer your question. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I just need to get I just need to get I just need to air yeah. out a, a, a few uh a few of my <clears throat> a few of my thoughts I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited. It's a, it's a tempered excitement, but once the trade goes through, I'll be more excited. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not necessarily going to buy his jersey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I'm curious to see what kind of compensation the Jets are willing to throw at the Packers. And again, there's lots of speculation. Some say that the Jets. Some say that the Packers have more leverage. Some say the Jets have more leverage. I personally think again. I'm going to be a biased to Jets fan. I think the Jets have more leverage, mm-hmm. based on what Aaron Rodgers said on on Wednesday. Plus, you're trading for a 39 going to be a guy who's going to be 39 years old. Yes. When yes. camp comes around, you're not getting you're not getting a guy like Lamar Jackson. We'll talk about him in just a moment. Yeah. When you're not you're not trading two first round picks for a 20 is, is a, he's a 25 year old quarterback compared to a 39 year old 39 year old quarterback. Best you're probably going to get is a second rounder this year, a conditional third round pick next year, and Corey and a player like Corey Davis because you need to basically swap salaries because Aaron Rodgers' salary for this year, I believe, it's upwards and upwards of fifty million dollars based oh. on, or or just could be the con the, the terms of the rest of the contract for all I know. So, but yeah, I'm I, I have a very tempered level of excitement currently, but once that trade goes through. I'll be even more excited and I can't wait to see what he does with these, with this really young hungry group of receivers and the running backs. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you should be excited as a Jets fan. Um, and, and like you said, I think it's wise to be like a tempered pr- excitement. I mean, if this was 25 year old Aaron Rodgers, you'd be bouncing off the walls, you know, obviously. Yeah. But, but, but the fact is that that's not where he is at this point. But it doesn't mean that he can't still play at a high level and do what he does. Right. Um, but I will say, as a person that has no dog in this fight, now I do have, 
I have very good friends, obviously, you and both both Scott are Jets fans. So for the mm-hmm. two of you, I'd like to see the team do very well. Um, but also, I will be extremely excited to watch Jordan Love this year because, you know, the Packers, they basically said, okay, it's Jordan Love's time now. Yep. And I want to see what he can do. I want to see – I mean, now he looked great in that little stretch where he had to come in for for in relief of Rodgers, I think it was in that Monday night game against the Lions. He looked absolutely unbelievable. But you cannot count on that small stretch. Believe me, I know about it because the Seahawks signed Matt Flynn to a massive contract based on, based on a game like that. And yeah. uh, we all know what happened. And uh, I'll never forget, hey, shout out to the guy that tried to dunk on uh, Matt Flynn on Twitter. And he said, oh, how's it feel to be beat out by Russell Wilson for the starting job? And Matt Flynn said, feels great. I've got millions in the bank and I didn't have to play. <laughs> so shout out, <laughs> shout out to Matt Flynn for that one. <laughs> that sounds like Jacoby, that sounds like Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett's contract. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, um, I'll be very excited to see what Jordan Love can do come September. Yeah, um, I've got a good buddy of mine who has has uh, contributed to our ch- uh, to our uh, to our channel a couple times in, in the comments section. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got feelings about it, but uh, oh yeah, I can I, I can imagine <laughs> he's not he's not shy. I I play fantasy football with him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of uh, what kind of what kind of things Jordan Love can do with this uh, with this team. But the order, other quarterback that we're going to talk about is Lamar Jackson. Now, the the if in case you've missed it or you forgot, the Ravens put the exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson. So if you sign him to an offer sheet and they don't match, you owe them two first round picks, one for this year. And I believe one for next year, mm-hmm. but I'm curious to wonder, I'm, I'm kind of curious is, is Lamar Jackson. Is this an exercise in futility representing himself? <sighs> I mean, this is so uh, let me, let me caveat this by saying that, I discussed this briefly with you at our production meeting that I wanted mm-hmm. at a top secret location. Now, yes, a very top <laughs> secret location. <laughs> but I, I wanted to discuss this on the show because Richard Sherman tweeted something very interesting. Um, and it might have been might have been a couple weeks ago at this point. I can't remember when. And. Even though he's a former Seahawk, I don't always agree with what Sherman says. So he was a player that was very good, but it made him very hard to root for sometimes with some of the things that he does. But you can't you can't argue the man is smart. He went to Stanford, all right? So and what he, he said, what he said is he said this Lamar Jackson situation needs to be examined more closely. I cannot remember a a a time where, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he said basically something to the effect of, I cannot remember a time where a QB of this caliber was not pursued by all 32 teams. 
Mm. Um, because basically what happened is after the Ravens offered the, or they placed the exclusive tag on him, um, there were teams that came out and said, we will not, we will not be negotiating for the rights to have Lamar Jackson come play for us. And some of those teams were extremely QB needy teams. One of them that comes to mind is, is the Raiders and you just have to wonder what's going on. Why are there teams that were willing to come out and say, hey, we're not we're not getting in when we know the caliber of talent that uh, that um, Lamar Jackson is. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you said I think part of it is he negotiates for himself. He does not have an agent. I think there is a certain there is a certain stigma um, whenever players do that, uh, teams are more hesitant to negotiate with them. Now, there mm-hmm. are players out there. Sherman was one of them. He was his own agent. He negotiated that deal with the 49ers, that prove-it deal after he left the Seahawks, after they after they released him uh, because of his injured. Bobby Wagner, I believe, is another notable player, also former Seahawk who negotiates his own deals, but there aren't that many out there, especially I can't remember another quarterback that is as high profile as Lamar Jackson, who was representing themselves. Um, so I think that's part of it, but you have to wonder if there's something the something about the way teams view that maybe he handled this situation in Baltimore. Um, maybe there's something that we don't know. But maybe there's another factor that we're not even we're not even um, considering. So yeah, I, th- I, just- I think I think one more fact. Um, pardon me for interrupting you. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. one more factor is his injury history. Yeah, that's true. Last, the- year, last year he set out the last six games with an knee injury, and they barely squeaked in. The, they barely made it to the playoffs and almost beat the Bengals without him. Yeah, yeah, they did. So I got they did. Humley were, played well. Humley played very well. Um, but I, I kind of have to wonder if they were looking at life after Lamar in those games, in those games, including the playoff game. And they had to wonder, okay, if we lose Lamar Jackson, then we're going to, we're going to want compensation back. Yeah. We poured five seasons into him. He won an MVP. He won a playoff game with us. Granted, he didn't take us to a Super Bowl like we had hoped he would, but he did a lot for this franchise. Yeah. And for as much as we invested in him, we want to get some sort of compensation back for the time that we invested into him. Now, he won't have the thing about Lamar Jackson. Also, I think the stigma is his attachment to his attachment to Greg Roman. Oh, yeah. And Greg Roman's not there anymore. So. Who knows what kind of game he's gonna, what kind of, what kind of game he'll have to develop if he goes to, if he has a new coordinator come in, whether or he goes to another team with another coordinator, how his skill set is gonna match up with that coordinator, what they can, what that coordinator can do for him. So I think it's those two things: the injuries and the and being attached to the hip with Greg Roman. Is it? A, it might be. A, it might be a. I wouldn't say a curse, but it might be a. It might be a deterring factor. Deterring factor, yes. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, um, but I, I mean, I don't know. I, 
I do agree with what you're saying. Um, and whichever team decides to bring him in, not only are they going to have to give the Ravens that compensation, but they're also going to have to restructure their offense to Lamar Jackson's strength. I think your point about him with his injury history, um, that could be something that teams are looking at because he he is a very dynamic. He can he can throw the ball. Let's dispel it, okay? People said that Lamar Jackson was only a running quarterback. That's not true. That's patentedly not true. He can make throws. We've seen him do it, especially in the beginning of the season. The first four games, he was throwing the ball better than anybody. Yep. But I will say, with the amount that he runs – and 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 uh, this injury history with the knee, it could be something that are making teams bulk slightly because all we have to do is look at Robert Griffin III. I remember he was as mobile as anybody, but he got mm-hmm. injured and he played that playoff game against the Seahawks years ago when he was on the Redskins and he was limping through that game. That game was hard oh. to watch. I, I, I wouldn't say he played that game. I would say Mike Shanahan made him play that game. Okay, yes. So I'll say Mike Shanahan, okay. I will <laughs> I will I will I will uh I will add that addendum, but he was never the same after that. You you could just tell. And also he did sign with Baltimore late in their career. So maybe they maybe they yeah. are like, you know, seeing this and going, Oh, well, this could be another situation. And also, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes in Baltimore. Now, um, you can understand why they at least they gave him the tag, but they gave him the the they gave themselves the oppor- the opportunity to match or at least receive compensation if somebody does sign him. But also, Baltimore's got other problems. You got the GM coming out making comments about the wide receivers. You got you got the wide receivers making other comments. They got they got some things to figure out there. Um, to me, if Lamar Jackson, um, part of me is hoping and, and, and take this ride with me, won't you? Lamar Jackson, part of me is hoping that he signs with Atlanta because I think that Lamar Jackson with the Atlanta Falcons and he has, you know, um, which, which Marcus Mariota, he signed with somebody else today. He is no longer the Eagles. Yeah, that's right. He signed to be their number two. Well, Well, don't forget. Well, don't forget. Atlanta drafted Desmond Ritter. They did. And they yeah. just signed and they just signed Taylor Heineke. Oh, I forgot about the Heineke signing. Yeah, I forgot I thought, about the I Heineke thought he, signing. I thought he would have gone to an NFC South team. I thought he could have gone to Atlanta. Yeah. I certainly thought he could go to a Tampa Bay. Uh, yeah, Carolina but they have Baker seems, Mayfield now. <laughs> they just brought in Baker Mayfield. Baker yeah. Mayfield. Yeah. And I certainly thought he could have gone to Carolina, but they seem to have their uh their eye set on other Stroud or uh, Young as their quarterback for the future. And New Orleans just signed Derek Carr. Derek Carr, yeah. Yeah, so So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know who's out there to want to to bring him in. So you think he returns to Baltimore then, perhaps? I think he's going to have to return to Baltimore. I think he might have to return to Baltimore. Um, Yeah. It's it's – I wouldn't say it's sad. I mean, lots of people thought he would go to Washington, but Washington's already said, nope, we're out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were on that, that they, list of teams, I believe. That, that, the the that. only other team I could see trying to get him, and this only, and I think the Jets, the Jets, if and only if they can't get a deal worked out for Aaron Rodgers, 
they'll make the trade. They'll they'll mm-hmm. they'll uh they'll sign Lamar Jackson. Oh, that'd be if that and only if. Something. Yeah. There's yeah. there's one th- if there's one phraseology that I learned from algebra for, that stuck with me since high school. It's if and only if. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I students. <laughs> I mean, I think the Jets have put themselves and and not in a negative way. Not in a negative way, but I think the Jets have put themselves in a position where they are going to make this work for Rodgers. I mean, they brought in um, they brought in Hackett to be the OC. They yep. brought in you, you said they signed Lazard Lazard today, so that that points to Rodgers. I mean, they're laying the groundwork, so this thing this thing is going to be done. They'll hammer out this compensation. Yeah, we got a question from Waco the Saints. Says, do you agree? Do you guys agree that Arizona at number three is the most likely a trade partner for a quarterback needy team? <sighs> no, I think they're. I think I think they're settled at number three. I think they. I think they need to. I mean, Kyler Murray aside, he's not coming back for a while. Yeah. Um, I think if a team is desperate enough to trade with Arizona at number three, it might happen, but yeah, I, I, think, throws, I, think, I think they're okay. I think they're okay at number three. I mean, if somebody throws the bag at them, Arizona is not going to turn that down, but you know, I, I can't think of a team because Carolina already, they already traded the bag to get that number one pick. So clearly they've already targeted their guy. And so, therefore, he's not going to slip. The Texans, <laughs> the Texans Ugh. are the Texans. You never know what they're doing, so I doubt that they would try to spin any trade with Arizona to get there. But you never know. No, and I'm I'm looking up what their needs are. Uh, their needs, okay. I think I think they stay at three because their three biggest needs are all on defense. They need an edge rusher. They need a defensive lineman. They need, it looks like an interior defensive lineman and corner. So I think they stay at three and they pick up an edge or a defensive tackle. Um, that's my that's my that's my uh, indication. I think they're going to stay at three. Rysterdamus in the house. <laughs> oh man, do you have it? Do you, you have, have it? it? Oh, there we go. There it is. <laughs> well. Yeah, we've, we've hammered out. We, we've kind of beaten the, the horse on the free agency. So we're going to take a quick break with our friends from Invader Coffee. We'll come back. We'll talk about talk a little bit about March Madness and a little bit of baseball, too. So stick around for some more No Credentials Required. There it is. This episode of No Credentials Required is brought to you by Invader Coffee. For the coffee lover who wants good quality coffee with no bullshit and no filler, Invader Coffee is an ultra-premium, veteran-owned coffee company proudly delivering only the best coffee your hard-earned money can buy. They aim to only serve the highest quality organic air-roasted coffee beans sourced from free trade farms all over the world. They keep things simple. The best coffee at an affordable price in order to provide you with the value you deserve for your morning boost. 100% fair trade, 100% organic coffee beans, 100% air-roasted, 100% money-back guarantee. Visit invadercoffee.com, enter promo code BELLYUP at checkout, and receive 15% off your order. That's right, folks. Invader Coffee, the best coffee your money can buy, for sure. 15% off your order when using promo code 
belly up at checkout and you can support the show by using our affiliate in the podcast and on our facebook and youtube links uh, i actually just got the the newest blend Ooh. which is their uh wake up the bones it's a it's a medium to dark roaster dark roasted coffee it's it's very good and gets you going oh man i'm looking forward to Tomorrow morning, I, making breakfast has become like this thing that I do on Saturday. I kind of wake up and I make it at a le- leisurely pace. I'm looking forward to my donut dealer blend uh, nice. tomorrow. So I've had that one. That one's really good. Um, you know, I've had at this point, I feel like I've tried a ton of Invader coffees. I've got the Don't Cali, my Texas blend. I've got the I had the uh, some of the holiday exclusive seasonal blends. I had yep. their their pumpkin pecan blend. I've I've enjoyed them all. I keep going back. Yeah, there another one of their good blends is the uh, breaking case of an emergency, and I'm also getting their day of the dead blend, which is a Mexican uh, Mexican coffee blend. So oh uh, yeah, I've had that. that one before. That one's a good one. Yeah, it's, what's funny is that it's uh, they've the the otherwise known as is called the Dirty Sanchez. And I'm like, oh, well, then you can definitely tell this is this definitely run by an ex-military outfit. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. support the show by using our affiliate link. Get fifteen percent off at checkout with promo code Belly Up. So Dustin, we talked about this in our production meeting in our top secret location. I don't know if you had a chance to fill one out, but did you do a March Madness bracket? I did not this year. Uh, life got a little <laughs> crazy on me, um, and I've just been really busy uh, with my day job and some other things going on in my life. And I just the March Madness always sneaks up on me, mm-hmm. and and it is it is those first couple of days are always like some of the most magical days in sports. You see some yep. big upsets. You see everybody at work. Kind of they they accept the fact that you're probably going to be watching the games all day. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the websites where you can you can uh, press the boss button and it pulls up an Excel spreadsheet. I love the whole <laughs> you know I love the whole thing. You know, it's it's but unfortunately I did not fill out a bracket this year. I just I just forgot about it. Um, we actually do. Going we, on. we actually do have a mutual friend who's at the games right now down in Albany. Oh, yes. Yes. I was, you know, we were discussing candidly, we were discussing having him on as a guest, but I don't yep. think, I don't think we could have done that. We'll have to do that uh, next year, but uh, yeah. shout out to Scott. He's usually in the comments watching the shows. Yep. I know he listens a lot of times the next day. So and shout out show, to you, Scott. Show mascot has arrived, folks. Show mascot has yeah. arrived. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Probably wants food. But. Yeah. He'll, but he'll get, uh, did you fill out a bracket this year? I did. My bracket is it looks awesome so far. Oh, I've nice. only I've only lost. Let's see how many have I lost. Let's go through the list here. I've lost one, two. I've lost only two games so far. Oh wow. Hey, that's got you. Got to be doing now. Are you doing the Fibonacci scoring and, and uh, points increase each round, or no? 
Okay. Do you have this any? Was just this? A, I don't have a methodology. I just decided to pick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, this looks like a fun thing. Like, all right. This, you know, there's always a 512 or a 413 upset somewhere. And yeah, there yeah. was yesterday. If you had watched the ending of the Furman uh, Virginia game, man, Jacoby Myers has to be feeling really good about himself. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'll take you through it, Dustin. I'm not sure if you've seen the highlight. I did not. I did okay, not. so 12 seconds left. UVA inbounds the ball. They're up one, and Furman's playing full, full on half, full on full court press. Yeah, they're deep in their own end. Guys getting double team. He decides to heave it to half court, picked off by Furman. One dribble. Throws it out to the throws it out to the three point line, to one of his teammates. Shoots it, drains a three. They go up one, and that's how the game ended. Oh wow! Yeah, it was. I mean, you feel sorry for the kid because yeah. college kid is probably a senior. He probably wanted to you know, get the uh, um, wanted to prolong his career. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's March Madness, man. Oh yeah, March. It's always there's always the crazy upset and the things that happen and that's that's the beauty of it. Anybody can fill out a bracket. You don't have to have a methodo- a methodology. Although I do. <laughs> uh, I, all say, right, uh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm going to tell this story now. I used to run one for my work. I used mm-hmm. to run a bracket, and I'll keep them anonymous. But I used to run <laughs> a bracket at work every year. And people, people got to uh, expect it. There was a $5 entry charge. Mm-hmm. And one year I worked with this, I worked with this coworker and this coworker, very nice person, but sometimes, sometimes had trouble picking things up. So when I gave this person their bracket, I said, if you want to fill this out, you can fill this out. You log into Yahoo and you, and you select your teams, blah, blah, blah. I said, if you have any questions Come ask me. They said, okay. They did not ask me any questions. (laughs) Oh, no. They filled out their bracket. They thought the seeding number was the number of wins that the team had on the season. So so they had – they had a 15 beaten a two. They had, you know, it was all sorts of, they were out of it within the first couple hours. It was all over. And I said, why didn't you oh. ask me questions? <laughs> so oh, man. I'll tell you my bracket so far. I, I'm in, I'm in th- I have three brackets. I have one on ESPN. I have one with crane companies on the Yahoo fantasy pool. And I have one with Belly Up Sports with Run uh, with Run Your Pool. I'm in first place in the Crane and Company bracket. I'm also in first place in the Run Your Pool bracket. And oh, I don't know man. where I stand right now on the. Uh, uh, I'm I'm one thousand one hundred fifty eighth in the ESPN overall bracket. So okay, all right. But I've lost. I've only lost two games so far. And one of those games was uh, VCU. I had them beating uh, um, 
St. Mary's of California. Unfortunately, that was one of the actually one of the Albany games. So one of the games in Albany mm-hmm. uh, that got shot down this afternoon. And I had Arizona, the University of Arizona, curse upon your name, <laughs> University of Arizona. I had you going to the Elite Eight and Princeton. Oh no, Princeton that- backdoor cutted my Elite Eight pick, which is fine. Which is yeah. fine. Yeah, but okay. I'll give you my final four. All right. So my final four. Uh, is uh, coming out of the coming out of the south bracket is San Diego. I got San Diego State. Out of the east, I've got Marquette. Out of the Midwest, I've got Houston, and out of the west, I've got Gonzaga. Uh, the Zags, the Mark Zags, Hugh. never never count out the Zags. And I have Houston playing San Diego State in the national championship, and I have Houston winning the whole thing. And the reason why I picked Houston, because I think they are motivated, considering that the national championship game is in Houston this year. Mm-hmm. It's at NRG, NRG Field. I think they're motivated to go to the Final Four and win the Natty in their hometown. That's All right. That's All my right. basis you know, on having them win the championship. You realize that this is the ultimate Rye Stradamus test. This is the Seager. ultimate Reichstradamus <laughs> test. I could win. I could stand to win some. Some cash. Some, I could stand to win some, some cash. Yeah. Some the, 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 cheddar. The, the look at look. Well, the, the, the creating company bracket is a thousand dollars to the winner. Ooh. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, and me being in first place overall right now looks good. But again, we've got two more, three more weeks of this. Yeah. Uh, between the uh, round of thirty-two, the Sweet Sixteen, the Elite Eight, the Final Four, and the Natty, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what yeah. happens. But this right is now, always right now. First place feels pretty darn good. Oh yeah, man! You got to take this moment. You got to relish in it. You know. It, oh, it, I am. I've got, I've got my uh, I've got my uh, Guinness Zero here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> crushing it now this this is this is one of the most i will say and i'm a little i'm a little disappointed in myself that i didn't get caught up in the in the magic this year but uh, there was just too many other things happening i've been i've been pretty busy at work Mm -hmm. there's just a lot going on and uh but i mean this is one of the most magical times of year uh it's you know snow notwithstanding that we got on uh tuesday um so done this this is like you know this is the time like the clocks have sprung ahead now it's lighter out longer Mm -hmm. it's you got the draft coming up march madness is here pitchers and catchers are reporting baseball spring trainings in full swing you're starting you see that you see the magic on the horizon and this this is always march madness is a big part of it for me yeah Um, yeah it's for sure it's great and uh i wish at one of these times, we'll have to have Scott talk, Scott on to talk about it. He really loves this weekend. It's one of his favorite times of year. It's like Christmas to him. I, I've talked to him enough to know. Um, and I will say, little side note, it feels weird to know that that Jim Beheim is not on the sidelines uh, yeah. for this. You know, I I think I think I'm not alone by saying I've grown up with seeing Jim Beheim on the sidelines. Like he's just an institution, especially here because, you know, the, the debate is, is, is eternal. Are we part of upstate New York? Are we not? You know, a lot of people have a lot of thoughts on it, but yes, we are. Yes, we are. (laughs) I say that myself. 
um people are like well no you're the capital region i'm like oh look all right we're it's, it's part of upstate new york <laughs> yes yes there are so many things well but, you need to give an educational lesson of what new york is okay uh, let yes. me put this to you this way anything yes. past westchester and putnam counties is upstate new york yeah there yeah. are particular regions, the capital region, the Adirondacks, Leatherstocking yes. country, yes. central the New central York, central region, yeah. the southern tier, western New York. Yeah. Which the I'd like skills, the Hudson Valley. Yes. And I'd like to go out to southern tier brewing because they make phenomenal beers. Uh, but it would be quite the drive out there. Their, their pump king is. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. But but like he's been an institution. Like to see mm-hmm. him walking up and down the sidelines, it was almost it was almost comforting. You're like, ah, some things are still the same, mm-hmm. you know. And and it just um, it's a little different this year, knowing that he's yeah. he's not going to be there. Wonko says, "I'm ignorant of college ball this year. Houston, Bama, Purdue, all at the one spots. I wasn't even sure. I was looking at the men's bracket. Yes, that's the yeah. men's bracket. <laughs> I don't really pay attention to women. I don't really pay attention to women's college basketball, so I didn't yeah. do a women's bracket." Yeah, but, but yeah, I, I, if you're if you're watching or you're listening or you're on social media, let me know. Let us know how your bracket is so far. So we're going to take one more commercial break. When we come back. We're going to talk about a uh, an injury that happened at the World Baseball Classic this past week that could have ramifications for a certain National League baseball team this season. So stay tuned. We have breaking news. Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with a brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY for 20% off and free shipping. It's time to tame your mane. No one likes a weird beard, so say goodbye to all your stubble and trouble with Manscaped Pro Beard Kit. It all starts with the Beard Hedger. This thing is a juggernaut of fixing faces. First off, this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths, all with one guard, so no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. That's right, face grooming doesn't need to be hard. Get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard. Plus, it's waterproof, so you can shave in the shower to avoid all that hair in the sink. The titanium-coated T-blade is tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. So make sure you get 20% off in free shipping when you go to Manscaped.com by using the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Once again, that's 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at Manscaped.com. That's right, folks. Manscaped now makes beard hedger trimmers. I got a free, I've got a complimentary one a few weeks ago. And actually, before the show, I, I went and I used it. I mean, look at this beard. Oh, it's looking good. It's, it's looking glorious. Good. It's great. <laughs> the man, I, I, you've got the no credentials required <laughs> seal of approval. For the man- <laughs> oh man you better watch it somebody's gonna clip that out somebody's gonna clip that out it'll probably be me (laughs) 
(laughs) Yes, we got to put that. All right, I'm saying it. Producer, aka you, put that at an end of year, no credentials required highlight reel. (laughs) But yes, the Manscaped Beard Hedger gets the no credentials required seal of approval. You can get yours for 20% off using the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY and free you get free shipping too at manscaped.com and again use promo code BELLYUPFANTASY for 20% off your order and free shipping. Speaking of shipping, Edwin Diaz's season is now shipped <laughs> because of an injury that happened at the World Baseball Classic. Uh, the New York Mets closer was celebrating with his teammate with his with his teammates from Puerto Rico on I believe it was Wednesday night, if I'm not mistaken. And while celebrating, something happened and he tore up his knee. Jeez. Now, yeah, I mean, talk about freak celebration. I mean, it very, it reminded me of a Martin Gramatica. Yes, I was going to say shades <laughs> of the Gramaticas. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, Dustin, for I, I'm not a New York Mets fan. Uh, yeah, I'm you know, not we're either. both Yankees fans. We're both but, Yankee. Yeah. But it's our crosstown brethren. I'm mm. pretty sure our Mets fans, brethren, are saying, "Oh my gosh, what happened? What's going to happen next?" I mean, how much does this injury affect? The New York Mets. Well, I think I think it's big because closer has kind of been and like I said, I haven't I don't follow basically I follow the Yankees. I don't follow the Mets. I follow them to some degree because I play fantasy baseball uh poorly most years, but I play. And play. um I just closer has always seemed like such a problem for them. They were always searching for, I remember a couple of years ago when, it, when Familia was like looking like he was going to be the next, the next big closer and everybody was excited. Um, they brought in K-Rod for a couple seasons. Yeah, they had, they had uh, K-Rod going out there. And I think it had to be hard for them to watch the crosstown rivals, the Yankees, uh, just trot out Mariano Rivera year after year. So I think that's part of the reason why closers seem like such a glaring um, um, need for the Mets. But it did seem like in Edwin Diaz, they had found their guy. And so this 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 kind of throws their bullpen into tor- turmoil. I don't really know who they have behind him. I don't know if they have that – that setup guy that can just come in and assume the closer's role. Um, you have to wonder with Steve Cohen uh, in his bankroll, they might try to go out and grab somebody in a free agency. But I think this is, I think this is big for the Mets, and it's a team that has aspirations because they they acquired um, Justin Verlander in the off season. Got got Justin Verlander and. Um, and uh, Max Scherzer reunited yep. on mm-hmm. the same staff once again, and you've got you've got some of those offensive weapons that the Mets have. Uh, but and they they did lose they did lose Jacob Degrom to the Texas Rangers, which uh, sorry Jacob, but I don't think the Rangers are going to do anything. Um, but far be it from him. Hey, if they offered him a great contract, go get it. Um, right. 
But yeah, I think this does affect the Mets and it kind of kind of takes a position that finally seemed to be a certainty for them and throws it into chaos once again. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at their depth chart and right now the closer is David Robertson. Longtime New York York Yankee went to to the White Sox and he got traded to the Phillies or or he signed with the Phillies. He's went to Phillies the last couple of seasons and now he's back in New York with the Mets. So he's going to be their closer this season. Uh, But this is a huge, I mean, David Robertson, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Great reliever. Great reliever. He's not Edwin Diaz. No. No, have the same swagger. Doesn't have yes. Edwin doesn't have. He's not coming up to Timmy trumpets. He's not yep. heat that that Edwin can bring. Again, David Robinson's a serviceable closer, but he's not Edwin Diaz. Yeah, it's true. Like uh, Edwin Diaz, as you pointed out, he had that vibe coming out. You know, years ago, and it was closers used to have theme songs. I remember obviously. Mariano Rivera's famously was Enter Sandman. Mm-hmm. But then uh, Tre- Trevor Hoffman was Hell's yep, Bells. Yep. Longtime closer for the Padres. Those are the two that I remember. And those are the two guys that were coming out and they had they had that swagger. They had that confidence. Mm-hmm. And it was clear that Edwin Diaz, he had that finally, you know, after years of I'm trying to think of the of the much maligned Mets closer that they had for years. Oh, I can't think of his name. Why is it escaping me? It's not John Franco, is it? No, no. John Franco was okay. He's good. I think his first name was Jose, I think. Mets uh, closer. Let me. This is why the computers are friends. No, That's why Jose Quintanilla. I can't remember. I can't remember. It will come to me at like three in the morning. And I'll be and and my friend Jay, he'll yell at me because he's a longtime Mets fan, and he'll be like, "How can you forget?" But it was a closer that was like he was on the Marlins, and and he was like young, and they thought he was going to be good, and then he went Jose to the Mets, and he was always melting down. I can't remember. It's it's some Met fan is going to be like, "Oh my God, it's this person," but I can't remember. I am. Is it, Le- is it Jose Lima? I don't believe it was Jose Lima. Okay. I could be I could be completely wrong. All right. I'm, well, I'm gonna... uh, Armando Benitez. It was Armando Benitez. Oh, okay. That is who it was. <laughs> that is who he's, it was. Armando ble- Benitez. Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report actually has him listed as number five on the top ten New York Mets closers all time. Oh man. Well, there was a lot of Mets fans that did that not just like tells Armando you a lot about Benito. the Mets organization. Yes. yes. <laughs> I can't believe thank you for finding it. Oh my god, Armando Benitez. That is who he was coming in, he was blowing games. But the thing is, he would always get like they he'd he'd like he'd he'd do he'd do stuff like uh I didn't watch many Mets games, but the ones that I saw, I remember he would come in and he'd like load the bases and then strike out two of three batters and give up like one run all of a sudden and still like save the game. It was oh it was gosh. never safe with Armando Benitez. That's who it was. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the Mets. Uh, I don't say the Mets are in trouble, but I think this affects their. I think they'll. I, th- I don't. I think this 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 affects whether or not they went up in the playoffs this year. Yeah. Because that's that's a big loss. Yes, that's a huge loss. The closer with confidence. 
And that right. doesn't that doesn't bode well. I mean, closers as it is. Aside from the few that we've mentioned, and also John Smoltz, you got to give the honorable mention to John Smoltz um, mm-hmm. making that transition from starting pitcher to closer, and he was unbelievable as a closer as well. Closers do not have a long shelf life. They, no. they, uh, like I remember uh, John Axford. He was like a huge thing for a couple of years for the for the Brewers and I believe the Indians, and he just kind of fell right off the mat. They don't. You know, and then and then uh, Gagne, the longtime closer for the Dodgers. I remember he was unhittable, yep, but then Gagne. there was uh, performance enhancing stuff going. But as a rule, closers do not have like a super long. Uh, Heck, shelf remember, life. remember John Rocker, who looked unstoppable oh, yeah, until yeah. until until he faced the Yankees in the World Series in '99. Yes, Rocker, <laughs> Rocker is memorable for a lot of reasons, and a lot of them are the wrong ones. <laughs> he's yep. uh, he's not a nice person, but anyway. no. Well, Wonko the Saints says the baseball gods have not been super kind to my Mariners or local Reds teams lately. Still game go still go to a game or two a year, but hard to get excited. I mean, the Mariners had a pretty decent year last year. Yeah, the, the Mariners card, have they, some buzz. They uh they they came they they crawled out of that hole to beat Toronto. Good for you guys. Um unfortunately they they ran to the buzzsaw that was the Houston Astros in the yeah. divisional round and North summarily swept in three games so yeah uh he also gives me a compliment great beer looks great might have to invest in a quality trimmer myself hey seal of the no credentials acquired seal of approval you yeah know. yeah which we went into great detail about earlier <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we're gonna close things out Dustin, do you have any closing thoughts before we uh take off I don't think so. I just want to say uh, follow me on Twitter if you haven't already, Eldusto67. I will be – I'm also – that's my Instagram handle. I will be on this show. I'm happy to be back. Uh, We have some things in store for you and no credentials required. I don't don't want to give up what any of those are, but it will be an entertaining offseason. And, sure uh, will. We've we, we've got some get. We, we're I'm looking at booking some guests. Uh, we're going to do a baseball preview. We'll do some evergreen material. Have some debate topics. It'll be it'll be fun. Oh yeah, yeah. It'll I'm looking fun. forward to it. And there might there might be the odd movie review in there. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe. And you can find me right down below here uh, at who is Ryan MCC on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, follow us. You know, Follow the show. Oh, also follow the show too. Twitter, Instagram, oh, yeah. TikTok, no creds req, Facebook.com forward slash no creds req, YouTube.com forward slash at no creds req. Subscribe to the podcast. Megaphone is our home base. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, wherever you podcast, rate and review. We'll even review, we'll, re, we'll even read your review on the air if you leave us a nice review. So at the top of the show, I kind of mentioned we had some, I had, I had, uh, uh, had some family stuff going on. Uh, my mom was in the hospital for a while. She's doing much better, but unfortunately, we did have a we did have a passing in the family this week. Uh, we had to put down one of our cats. We had to put down Oreo this week. So oh, very no. sad. No. Yeah, it's very Dude. sad. She they uh, she had some said some uh, uh, some cancer issues, and unfortunately, we had to let her cross the Rainbow Bridge. So uh, it's been a tough couple days. You know, just. 
it's it, there's there's a little bit of a void in both my sisters and my life so 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 far so yeah yeah but that's, we uh, we it was tough to let her go but it was the right decision we gave her the best life she, we could for the last uh gosh almost 12 years we've had her so yeah but tough week here at the mccarthy household but yeah well i'm sorry i'm sorry about that and give uh give regards to your sister as well obviously from Will me <laughs> um but yeah oreo i only met her a few times but she was a great cat she was uh, and you did you you two gave her specifically i know how much you both took care of her um oreo oreo had some issues but she was she was always friendly to me uh when i when i saw her so i was always happy for that and uh she was a great cat and she will be missed she will she will so we're gonna wrap things up in a little bit of a bittersweet note but but thank you for watching or listening to no currents required if you're watching live or watching on the replay uh we appreciate you watching if you uh listen again subscribe but You've been watching or listening to No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass. Talk sports. We're presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. We'll be back next week with another edition. So thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you again next week. All right. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Happy St. Patrick's Day.